to the low bar, where we set the bar low and produce disappointment at the same rate that a high school wrestling mat produces ringworm. Ooh, starting off strong. I'm Becca. And I'm Emily. And in today's episodes, we'll be getting to know one of our laugh and later interviewing a very special guest. We'll also be playing an uber super special game with the train conductors from Polar Express. That's right, you know who. Craig Kingston. Oh, Craig Kingston. And again, as is tradition, we'd like to start off today's episode with a little something something. But a little bit of a twist, I may say for myself, because I'm going to be starting with some lyrics from um, a popular song. Not popular to anyone else, just to me. Okay. I think yeah. about this song a lot. So here, here's a little excerpt. When I was a little bitty boy, just up off the floor, we used to go down to grandma's house every month or so. We'd have chicken pie, country ham, homemade butter on the bread. But the best darn thing about grandma's house was the great big feather bed. It was nine feet high and six feet wide and soft as a downy chick. It was made from the feathers of 411 geese, took a whole bolt of cloth for the tick. It could hold eight kids and four hound dogs and a piggy we stole from the shed. But we didn't get much sleep, but we had fun. Yeah, that's um, performed by John Den Denver. That's Grandma's Feather Bed, which some may be familiar with as I performed in it in my freshman year of choir at Central. Our beginning Ooh. trouble performed Grandma's Feather Bed. Um, I had a solo. I played the triangle for eight beats uh, in the wow. break. And it That's... was the proudest moment of my high school career. I'm not even lying. I yeah. was so excited to play that triangle. I get it. I get it. Well, I I have to say, I, I didn't get it when you were singing, because you're a year older than me, so I wasn't at school. But, but to see Quinn's reaction to that, like Quinn was laughing so hard when he when he realized what that was. I mean, <laughs> it was a hit, just to say. Yeah, clearly he, was, he remembered it really quickly. It was momentous, infamous, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of momentous, um, I have a quote that will absolutely shock you. This is one of those things where you could never guess what is about to be placed in front of you. Okay. You know? I'm ready to be moved, molded, shaped. Well, here's a quote. I've never really wanted to go to Japan simply because I don't like eating fish. And I know that's very popular out there in Africa. Oh. Real quote. That's a real quote. Yeah, who said that? Oh, but the, the music legend herself, Britney Spears. Oh. Britney oh, Spears Britney. said that. Britney. Brittany, yes. what, what do you do? Was that pre-breakdown, post-breakdown? I don't know. I love I that, that. That quote is so timeless that she could have said it at the beginning of her career. And I would also believe it if she said it currently in captivity now. Right. right. Exactly. Exactly. She's, she's kind of all over the place at every stage of her life. But man, oh man, when I saw that quote, I was blown away. And the reason why I wanted to share that quote specifically on the low bar today is because it's it's that kind of disappointing nature that we like to exude here on the low bar. We will always disappoint you in the same way that that quote disappointed me. We will always let you down. We like, will always let you down. Yeah. 
If you well, if you're listening to this, it's probably because you felt forced to. Yeah, you felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, today's episode, um, actually very related to our quotes today. Very surprising. Usually not related at all, but the theme is performing arts and kind of honing in on music. And, and related to today's theme is our question. It's really one of those things that almost everyone, probably everyone who's going to listen to this podcast can relate to, and have probably questioned at one time. And if they haven't, we'll question now. Becca? <clears throat> the cha-cha slide, to be specific. What's up with that? The cha-cha slide has been a staple just ingrained in our society for many a year now. Yes. At many occasions, at weddings, mm -hmm. at more weddings, at your at the roller rink, at your eighth grade dance, at your prom. It's yes. everywhere. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was at some wakes and some parades. <laughs> when I die. Well, the true question of the cha-cha slide it can only be answered by looking into the history of the cha-cha slide. Mm -hmm. So I did a little bit of research, and if you will, I, I'd like to share some of it. Mm. Um, the cha-cha slide was invented in 96 by uh, Mr. C. I don't know what that stands for, gotcha. but it might stand for Casper because his other name is DJ Casper. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, probably. Got it. Start in Chicago at Bally's Total Fitness Club. Uh, David Wilson, I don't know who that is, but he hmm. wanted a new routine. So he went to his uncle, Willie Perry, and asked so him. How many to people invent... are involved in this? Like, <laughs> well, I can't even keep up. You know how it's like it takes a village to raise a child? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It takes a fitness class to create a song as iconic as the It takes a city to cha-cha slide. And well, yeah. really, it takes a party to cha-cha slide. <laughs> so would you say, just to kind of make it one coherent idea, our question, <laughs> is the cha-cha slide too long? And is it a crime to listen to it alone? Well, I would answer you that by asking you this. Is it too short? Is it missing parts? Yes. Is there more moves that are yet to be uncovered? And isn't it more embarrassing to do it with other people? I know that that's considered how you do the dance. And I wouldn't want, but I wouldn't want to be caught dead performing it alone or with other people. It's shameful behavior. <laughs> Doing the partaking of the cha-cha slide is, I believe, a sin. Well, before we get too much into our opinion about it, we're gonna bring our guest on. Man, oh man, are we excited for him? That's right, Mr. Quinn Welder. Hey, Quinn. Welcome to the low bar. Hi. Happy to be here. So so good to have you, Quinn. And man, oh man, are we excited to talk to you about performing arts, which is today's theme, um, and hone into music, because am I right or am I wrong? This is a pretty big part of your life. It is the hugest part of my life um, for forever. Yeah. and Forever how and always. So, you know, you do a lot of uh, musicals here at Central. 
Um, am I right to assume that you're going to be bringing that into your college life? Yeah. Um, I'm planning on majoring in uh, vocal performance and music, but yeah, maybe. Why not? I do love a good musical. I love a good musical. Oh, man. Oh, man. Do we know all about that? Yeah. <laughs> you do love... You do oh, love oh, you did? It, it wasn't a secret? Uh, yeah. So I didn't know yeah. That. Well, Quinn has many loves. Many loves. And mm -hmm. I'd like to start off with asking just a quick little question. Quinn, who is Jack Yarrow? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, it's Jack Yarrow. So if you're going to say his name, say it right. Anyway. Um, Jack Yarrow is my performance icon, but the joke is I've never seen him perform. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I can just, I, he plays Joseph in London. Okay, um, and yeah. I, can, I can only imagine that his performance um, would like literally knock me off my feet. The, the, the funny thing is I've right. never, I've never seen him perform. Right. I follow him on Instagram and I added him on Snapchat and um, I, I sent him some pictures. Whoa. Let me clarify. <laughs> they were literally, they were literally of me at Central in class. Just like okay. little of my teacher's. At driver's head, yada yada yada, and okay. then he started, opening, that up. he started opening them. Um, <laughs> and I was like, Okay, this is it, we're gonna be BFFs, performing BFFs. I'm super excited. And then he blocked me. Oh, uh, he, didn't, he didn't respond, he just blocked me. But I still hope to see him perform in Joseph one day. I love, right. I love that well, because you you were Joseph in I was, I was, and I, I feel like there's just a connection there that um, a bond. most people don't have. I can confidently right. say most people don't have that. So right. one day, one day, you know, one day. One of these days. I have time. I have time. You know, I'm not worried about it. But yeah. 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 Right here. So we know, Quinn, that you have sort of a fascination with Disney, specifically the parks. Am I correct? That's true. Um, it, it's not so much at the forefront of my mind as it was in seventh grade when I would tell anyone and everyone about it. But I, I do. I still there and I still love it. Love How many it. times do you think you've been? To Disneyland? I think 11. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm a big fan. Big, big fan. I think the average person goes once. So you're really beating the odds. Oh so my God. See, I don't even know. I mean, I think you're right. I think like the average is like one per person because well, I think the average is zero in the world. But that's fine. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe our school. Let's just say, because you find those people yeah. who go every year for the past 10 years. I was in class with Mr. McLaughlin and some kid was like, you know, I've never, never gone to Disney. Maybe it was me. <laughs> like, oh, Maybe. I've, I've never knows? gone to Disney. And he's like, oh, well, I've been there 25 times. You know, this is not a, this is not a big deal. And it's like, when you go 25 times, does it still have that magic? When Even when you go 11 times, does it still have that magic? Well, yeah, because I, just because I know so much about it. I find there's a lot of like history and innovation in it that I, mm -hmm. I enjoy. And it's so big. And if you know where to go and you know what, like where to look, like you can have a totally different experience every time. So when you go, right. do you like have an itinerary? You're like, no, mm -hmm. mom, we're mm -hmm. going here. We're doing this every day. Well, well, I go by myself. Oh. Which is oh. weird. I know. Actually, I, I shouldn't say by myself. I go with my brothers alone. Okay. Um, like I wake up and I, I, there's a bus that goes there. LOL. Yeah, right. Bus to the park and kind of do what I want for the morning. And it's, it's fun. Like, I know the, I know everything. I know everything. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm, uh, uh, what's the word? A genius. Um, a genius. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Above, above Walt Disney himself. I think I know about more about his brand than he does. 
It sounds like you're going to have to start going a little more because you can't have Mr. McLaughlin beating well, you in visits. Yeah, 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 I know. Oh, he's I mean, awesome. he has several years. A lot years older than I am. <laughs> yeah, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'd like to play a short little game. Uh, I love games. Not really a game. More like an inquiry. So there are a lot of conspiracies surrounding the parks. A lot of things a lot people of question. Yeah, so I want you to give us, like, authenticate some of these give us some reality right. checks let us know what's confirm. up confirm i'm actually speaking on behalf of the disney company right now <laughs> yeah. um yeah. yeah okay cool yeah. i'm ready to go okay. these kind of get progressively more and more so we're starting off small or should i say big okay disney has a big population of cats and people have questioned this because they're like why are there so many cats just loose in Disneyland? And there are some underground theories like on Reddit or whatever that Disney like brings in these cats because a few years ago they had reported that they had over 200 cats like accounted for on the property. What's up with that? No, that's true. That is not even that's not even a joke. That is true. Um in all the parks they bring in feral cats and I'm I'm, I'm being dead serious. Wow. Um to kill the mice. Oh, but they're but they're nocturnal. They you don't you you can see them during the day occasionally, but mm. you rarely see them during the day. They just live there, like, and you would never know. I don't actually, I don't know where they go during the day because right. they're not there <laughs> during the day. But but no, I've seen cats. Just, they're they're there all the time. Wow, yeah. that's so interesting. I didn't even know. I didn't even know about yeah. the occurrence of cats there. Anyways, the next one's a little bit more famous. This is like kind of obvious. It's like haunted mansion. Is oh. it actually haunted? Because there's a lot of rumors that people see a little boy ghost. There's rumors about an older woman because there's some shady stuff happened with her that she died there or okay. something like that. Well, here's the thing. I, outside of Disney, I don't really believe in ghosts and like spiritual stuff. Mm. And to those people, I just question because like it's filled with fake ghosts. I was going to say, <laughs> I mean, there might be it's a haunted house. Ghost. So there, I, yeah, there, I'm sure there is a little boy somewhere in there, yeah. and I'm sure people are always like, I heard like screams, and I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I would exactly. hope so. it is a haunted house, <laughs> exactly. Um, so to that, I say, I just like even outside Disney, I say probably not. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's just more likely that they saw a fake ghost than a real, right? Because I mean, that yeah. that is the ride. That is, I, it is a haunted house. And then yeah. last but not least, I know we have to saying. ask you, where's Walt? Walt is was cremated. Okay, <laughs> it's not frozen under the park. Okay. Okay, but listen. And if he was, I wouldn't mind it. That's kind of cool. <laughs> let the but man be frozen. Let like let, if that's what they wanted, but he was. I think he was. He was cremated. Like it's like a thing. You can go visit where he's cremated. He's a pirate. He's not in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. He's not underneath the no, castle. No, I don't. I don't think he is. And even if he was, I'd be okay with that because why not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, fun little Easter egg. A little Easter egg. Like, I. If, I <laughs> I would say if that was true, I would be surprised if Diddy, Disney didn't capitalize on it for money. <laughs> right, right. Whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't think so. I have another I'm little game for you. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna name some of your favorite musicals that you okay. told me about, and okay. you have to say the best song of every one of them and make your case in three sentences or less. Oh God, I have to count. Okay, yeah. All right, lame is. Bring him home. I don't usually cry, but I want to during that song. One sentence. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous vocals in both the male falsetto and belt. Two sentences. 
super iconic. It is. It Recent. really is a stunning, stunning piece from Loomis. Um, our next one, everyone's favorite musical, Carousel. Oh my God. No one likes Carousel but me. Um, sorry, Kim Shear, Mrs. Shear. I, I, I bet, I hope you're listening to this actually, because I begged Kim <laughs> Shear to do Carousel for the past like three I'll, years. I'll give you like, more, oh. I'll give you more than three sentences. Just, I want you to make your case to, to Miss Shearer. Oh, whatever, okay. whatever you need to say. Okay, so Carousel just has the most beautiful music, the most exquisite score out of any musical I've ever, ever, ever listened to. It's the best. It's the mm -hmm. best music out of any musical, I think. The story is bizarre. The story is so bizarre. It is so weird. However, it came from a book, so I feel like that's excused because it's not like the musical made it weird. It's just like a weird story that exists. Um, right. My favorite song is actually... Um, it's definitely, it's, um, June is Hello. We'd like you to make note that at this time in the recording, Quinn's side of the call completely dropped. Was it an act of God? Mrs. Shear, perhaps? The following events transpired over a period of undisclosed amount of time. Enjoy. June, June is what? <laughs> Tell us! <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> Do this what? <laughs> Hello, listeners. I'm sorry for interrupting your podcast listening experience today, but I have something I'd like to apologize for. During this recording, you may have noticed a sort of mic popping noise that sounds a heck of a lot like a pen clicking. And I can tell you why. Because for most of this recording session, I was in fact clicking my pen. I apologize for the bothersome nature of this noise, and I hope it doesn't bother you from here on out. But, if you find yourself being increasingly bothered by the noise, I suggest you imagine it's the sound of a leprechaun clipping its toenails in the morning sun. Thank you, and please, enjoy the rest of the podcast. Wow, this is a longer one than usual. Yeah. The funny so thing about Carousel, too, is that Mrs. Shear did it in high school. Right. Like, she did the musical. But when I asked her about it, she said, it was boring. And that's <laughs> why we don't do it. It's because it's boring. Quinn can make his case, but I counter them with, it's boring. <laughs> Carousel has won, like, a whole bunch of stuff. So, I mean, there's got to be some out there somewhere. Oh, sorry. Right. There's got to be some individuals who <laughs> value yeah. the importance of the bore. Dumb. Right. <laughs> the the, the boress. <laughs> of it all the, the borat they really value the borat <laughs> there we go it was miss sheer okay what? we're back we're back it was miss sheer what did she do she shut off my wi-fi because i was talking about carousel i didn't see her <laughs> you know she did it well your final words were june is busting out all over it's a big ensemble number <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's a weird way to end that song, I guess. The whole show, act one leads up to a clam bake. Act two Wait, is- a, a literal clam bake, or is that a musical term that I don't know? No, it's it's oh. a clam bake. Okay. <laughs> and it's in Maine. Um, Miss Shear's big gripe is that then you get to act two and it's after the clam bake. It's boring. Then where does the plot go? Clam bake is so interesting. <laughs> I don't know. The story's bizarre, but the music's great. So that's what I love about it. And then our final musical, I cannot wait to hear your opinion on Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Oh my goodness. 
Uh, with Joseph and Joseph and the Amazing Tech Oh my Club. god! Uh, I talk about it every day of my life. Um, <laughs> it was a it was awesome. The thing is, this is also all song show, so like there's, there's yeah. songs. right. I think um, with with Joseph, there are like such good moments scattered thought because right. a lot of the songs are sampling off of each other. Like they're right. all that's true. The, yeah. the the same few melodies are used throughout the whole show in like different keys in different ways. I love it's on the soundtrack and they're combined. It's like two songs. Um, mm -hmm. Jacob and Sons into Joseph's coat. I just Ooh. love the the intro, the da, 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 da. it's like really mm -hmm. powerful. And then I love like all the little like drum fills and piano fills, like because mm -hmm. the song works in like segments, like narrator sings ends. It's a constant like banter of music. Um okay. definitely more than three sentences. But uh <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm glad that means you're passionate about it care a lot yeah. about it before we let you go clint we have to ask you the question of the day cha-cha slide mm. is it I'm too long you're a fan well, yeah honestly there really isn't just one like coherent like way right, to say right. this question but it's just like the cha-cha slide is it too long can you <laughs> listen to it by yourself if you do do you dance or do you just sit there well i'm not trying to be judgmental but i am at the same time and if we're at like a wedding or like a, a party and the touch that comes on if you're not dancing from the beginning to the end i don't want to be your friend i maybe that's just me but it's a very clear everyone starts and by the end only only the elite are still going to the fade out because it fades out it doesn't end it just fades yeah. out it's not um, like so long that it's physically exhausting no it's it is though it is no, though. I didn't yeah. think so. I think the Cupid shuffle is physically exhausting after oh. a while. Oh, okay. You know. Well, and we learned that the cha-cha slide was invented for a fitness club. So it is endurance, but it's like it is. good for you. It is. Ooh. It is. It's so good for you. It's so and I love it so simple. Anyone can do it, theoretically. That's mm -hmm. not true, yeah. actually. But a lot of people can do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> now on the matter of listening to it alone. I I think I think you can, and I don't think you have to really? dance to it. However, however, I think once it says when you go, oh yeah, I think you have to clap to it. Yeah, um, I don't think you have to like get out of bed and like dance, but like I think you have to go. So that's the equation: is one might be able to listen <laughs> to it by themselves, but only if they clap. In only if only they clap, one. they can dance to it too. But I think it's okay if you do it alone. It's, it says a lot about you. Again, I think it's, it's yeah. A good thing. It should be. This should be a bigger deal. If you're at a wedding and it comes on and you're like tired, you've been wearing heels, you know, and and you're just kind of like, oh, I don't want to go up. But then everyone stands up for the cha cha slide. You have to you do it. And I will say, if you're at a wedding and you're tired and wearing heels, like it's irresponsible planning on your part because you should expect it at some point. <laughs> so you should be gauging, like, oh my gosh, wait, if I finish this dance, will I have the energy to do the cha cha slide later? Like, it's, a, it's, it's important to think about. Um, yeah. No, no, no. Hold back on Cupid Shuffle. I got to save for the cha cha. Yeah. yeah. Only do about half of it. Yeah. And exactly. Then... Cha cha is more important. Well, my biggest query with it is when we ask, is it too long? Is it too short? I'm referring to the line where it's like, two hops this time, duh, duh, two yeah. hops. But then the next verse, it's like, five hops this time. Where did yeah. three and four go? Is the song <laughs> supposed to be longer? Did we cut out verses of the cha-cha slide? Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe. I, I, think, I think what it does, it gives like the new dancer the element of surprise. Yeah, keeping you on your toes. <laughs> on your toes. Yeah. 
Yeah, you have to be really be listening. To While me. the experienced Tacha sliders can laugh. <laughs> Laugh at them when they stop it. When they stop it. But they're still jumping. They're still jumping like, ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) Quinn, this was an awesome conversation. We're going to have to let you go for a little bit to talk to our next guest. We are extremely excited to talk to you. So, see you, Quinn. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. Man, oh man. That's. That's my new catchphrase, by the way. Man, oh man. Like uh, thank you. I like it too. Uh, we are so excited to talk to our next guest, uh, Seamus O'Reilly. Wow. And I'm under the impression that Seamus is actually Quinn's pen pal from Ireland. Well, hi. Hi, Seamus. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, hi. Yeah. Um, my name is Seamus O'Reilly. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I, I just can't get enough of your voice. Oh, oh me too. I love it. Uh, so a couple questions about you, Seamus. Um, yeah. I was told that yeah, you're you're Irish, but you're not actually residing in Ireland right now. Oh, yeah. Where are you right staying in, right now? Oh, right now I, I'm in the basement of Finn McCool's in Crystal Lake. Uh, my uncle owns the pub. I'm here for the holidays. Oh, so that's very interesting, Seamus. Where are you um, when you're not staying at your uncle's uh, Finn McCool's? Oh, I, I currently attend uh, Notre Dame. Uh, I'm with with my brethren, the, the Fighting Irish. It's it's very important to me. Oh, so what are you what are you studying there? Oh, uh, I'm studying vocal performance and and uh, um, oral hygiene. Oh, almost forgot it. Almost forgot yeah. it. I almost, <laughs> almost forgot. It's very very new to me. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not very well versed in the, in the world of oral hygiene, but I'm excited to learn. As an uh, Irish immigrant in America, we have to ask you some questions about Irish things. Um, right, of course, of course. I love Ireland. I love Ireland. It's my home. Oh, we know, we know. Um, how do you feel about the Shamrock Shake at Mickey D's? Oh, oh, the the, the McDonald's in, in, in America, the, the Shamrock Shake, it's much different than the one we have back at home. Our, our Shamrock Shake consists of uh, shamrocks, whiskey and a, usually a raw egg for flavor um the one here is very very minty it has tastes like yeah. toothpaste is in the in the shamrock shake I, oh um, yeah which i do i do appreciate as a uh, oral hygiene uh major and in and it's however i do think um i do think it's too too advanced for the irish culture because uh we like to say our teeth uh have to defend themselves uh here in ireland so you're irish and I've I've always kind of been interested in the Irish culture. So could you like what what would you say is is a part of your Irish culture that you uh, think is kind of defining for you? Uh, back home, uh, we don't have college in Ireland. It doesn't exist. So mm. I spend me days uh, picking potatoes out of the field and putting them in the bag. Five pound a day uh, to make shepherd's pie, pope's pie. Speaking of potatoes, um, how do you feel about them? Are the oh. Irish? Fan? Like as an oh, Irishman. Potatoes, potatoes, yeah, they're big in Ireland. Uh, I actually have beef with potatoes. Uh, oh, what happened? Beef with beef with potatoes. Oh. Yeah. So, oh, so like a meat dish. And you no, have, like, no, beef. I have beef with potatoes. So you feel wronged? Yeah, they make me feel angry. Oh. Potatoes is full oh. of rage. So yeah. be- you have beef with potatoes? I have beef with potatoes every day. Every day, oh. every day beef with potatoes. Oh, um, so. So every day you eat beef with potatoes? No, 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 no. Every day I look out in field 
beef with potatoes. Hate it. Oh, so, oh. Mm -hmm. beef so you're not potatoes. a fan. So beef and potatoes off the menu. Because I beef, yes. I don't like beef with potatoes because I have beef with potatoes. Yeah, we, we apologize. There's obviously some misinterpreting oh, okay. going on. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I just beef. wanted to clear that up. It's a common right. misconception. Right, right, no, you know, I, you know, I, there's a lot of Irish misconceptions in so, America. So, to just clear it up, you have beef with potatoes. I have. I didn't like it though, because I have beef with potatoes. Oh, like in a stew? Yeah. But I don't like the stew because I don't like I have beef with potatoes. They make me angry. Yeah, we can see okay. that. Okay. So you Okay, let okay, I'm gonna go over it one more time. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Beef beef with potatoes is what you have. I, you have beef in every sense of that phrase, exactly. Ooh. I also think um Catholicism is really, really important to me. I love the Pope, I love Saint Patrick. Mark, Matt, Matthew, huh. Luke, John. They're like brother to me. I don't know. I don't know who they are, but yeah. Oh, I also yeah. I also think a family is very important to me in Ireland. You know, I have um my mom, my dad, my uncle, my aunt, my brother, my sister, um, my brother, another brother, uh two more brothers after that, and then another sister. Yeah, a lot of a lot of oh. siblings in Ireland. It's super I don't know, it's just super important to me. Yeah. So, so, so how did you get into the performing arts? You see, in Ireland, we do um, Irish step dancing. It is mm. oh. it is the most beautiful performing art we have there. River um, however, river dancing exactly. You do it in America sometimes. It's not as good. No, terrible. Yeah, oh, definitely not. Yeah, but, definitely. but no, yeah. But in Ireland, we do well. However, my family, we have a long tradition of being. Um, I like to say we paint the air with our words, but no music. Uh, we are poets. We are poets. Um, really, we're deep roots deep rooted in, in the world of, of limerick writing. Uh, I don't know if you guys oh. are familiar. Oh, yes, limerick I writing, am. It, it is, it is the, most, the most complex in Ireland. It's, it, it's considered one of, the, one of the hardest things a person could do because it is just so complex. However, I found a great liking to it and I love writing and performing limericks. I, I, I do it all the time. I have so well, many could limericks. You, could you perhaps Give us a little write, write us and perform oh, a limerick for us? I, I, would lo I would love to write a limerick for you guys. Yeah, why not? It's in America. We do everything in America. Okay. Yes. Yes. What? Anything. Anything have, and everything. Do you have a, you have a topic, uh, an idea of limerick oh, to write about? I, I, was, I need to get I, my soul. I could give you two words. Two, two words. Two words. Of course. Yes. Two, you words. know, the classic Perfect. two two word limerick. Perfect. 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 Okay. Um, let's do it. Bell and taste. Bell and taste. As in the clang clang bell? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we that have those in Ireland too. The one with okay. Yeah, lots of those. Clang, clang, all the time. Taste is pretty straight up. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty universal. I don't know. Uh, you about ready, Seamus? Mm, yes, yes. I, I wrote the limerick. Don't cry. Okay. It's a little sad. Okay. We'll try. I have my tissues right next to me. There. there once was a rusty old bell, which would wave and clang and knell. I once had a taste, bent over at the waist. Then I found out I had tetanus. That was... Do you like it? Beautiful. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. It's okay, Emily. Oh. It's okay to be emotional. Yeah, yeah. It's based off a true story, too. Oh. One of me, my seventh brother, he, he, he licked a rusty bell, got tetanus. He's dead. Oh. But oh. it's okay. Oh. 
Oh, what was his name? Yeah. Patrick, of course. Oh, we should have assumed. There's only three Irish names. Seamus, Patrick, and Ilsa. Ron, just repeat. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Right. Well, we'd like to kind of teach you a bit about our American culture here. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. And and kind of ask you, yeah, ask you something about the cha-cha slide. Are you aware of the cha-cha oh, slide? Oh, the cha-cha slide. Oh, is that the one where the I went to the the party uh, at Notre Dame? Oh um, yeah. And they did the cha-cha slide, and then someone got um, the ambulance came for alcohol poisoning. Oh during the cha-cha slide, but I kept going because I, I really oh, enjoyed good. the cha-cha slide. Um, yeah, yeah, well, that would be Notre Dame. That's the Notre Dame. Notre Dame in a sentence, that's it right there. You know, you go to a frat party, do the cha-cha slide and someone- Goes home in a body kicks, bag, yeah. Kick, kicks the bucket, yeah, um, as, they, as we say in Ireland. So when you do the cha-cha slide, Seamus, uh, yeah. do, you, do you ever get lost? Do you think it's it's too long? Do you think it's too confusing, or do you think it's pretty universal? No, I, I think it's I think it's pretty universal because uh, the Irish jig I do, uh, the Irish step dance, <laughs> click clack. Uh, it's it's um it's about it's about forty five minutes of click clack on the on the stage. Wow, forty five minutes. Uh, the forty five in a row. That's a lot and of click clack. No, no, a lot of click clack. So the cha cha slide is like a a warm up. I especially especially love the the jumping part. Because being mm. Irish, I can jump. I can jump like three feet. You can tell me out of the crowd. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really important. Yeah. <laughs> well, Seamus, I gotta thank you so much for coming on oh. coming on here today. Thank you for having what, me. What an enlightening conversation. We're gonna have to let you go today. Okay. But okay. but thank you so much. I hope you yeah. enjoy sitting in your uncle's basement at Finley yeah. Wolves. Stop by sometime, okay? Downtown I will. Lake. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Seamus. See you yeah. later. I do want to mention that we, we're not condoning underage drinking, but we do encourage people to go to the pub and see Seamus. And Seamus yes. He seems kind of lonely, so. Yeah. He really has I mean, a, a unique perspective. I really don't think you're going to find anybody else who's saying the same stuff he is. <laughs> not at all. Now we'd like to welcome Quinn back. Hi. We just spoke to... um. Seamus, who's apparently your pen pal. Seamus! Oh yeah. my god. Seamus! He's here right now. He's in Crystal Lake. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we talked do. About, we do. about that. He's in the uh, yeah, He's so kind. He's so great. I love Seamus. He is. It's time to move on to America's favorite segment. A game we'd like to call Vague Time with Greg Time. Yes. My favorite section by far. Yeah. Better than anything we've done today. Yeah. I hope I hope I have a similar experience. Yeah, I think you'll love it. Yeah. Uh, in this next section, Becca will ask everyone a very specific question that we all must answer to the best of our ability. I will then invite Craig Kingston onto the show. His job is to listen to our answers without knowing the question that was asked and take his best guess on what the question was. If he's wrong, he doesn't get to know the answer, and the impending desire to know the context of our answers will consume his very soul until there's virtually nothing less. If he wins, he gets a telegram of his choice, fully funded by Becca and I. And, you know, just a few of his options, and this is a real thing, by the way, are Uncle Sam, Elvis, Young Elvis, something called Comedy Chicken, and The Grim Reaper. And, and that is very real. We went to a website mm -hmm. where you can order telegrams because we were preparing that if 
Craig might get the slightest notion of being correct for once in his life. We want to be prepared. Our yeah. question this week is, what's the name of Craig's On Hold Band? Now, wait, wait, wait. Let me clarify. On Hold Band does not mean what you think it means. It does not mean the band is on pause. The band has been in full swing. Okay. I want to be very clear about this. His band makes on hold music. Like, like when you're on the phone? And you're on hold. Okay. So Craig has a band okay. for on hold music. Right. What's it called? Now, I want to reveal some confidential information. Mm -hmm. Craig has let me know in confidence, this is very private, that um, mm -hmm. he regularly listens to Bjork and his biggest inspiration is Paula Abdul. Okay. His number one okay. thing. And his, his favorite song of all time is mm -hmm. Shapoopy from Music Man, but specifically the Hugh Jackman in concert version. Yeah. And I know that he probably wouldn't want me sharing this information since he told me in confidence, but right. I just really think you guys need to be informed right. about what type of music he indulges himself in to make a more accurate idea about what his band would be called. So they, he was sitting there with his quote friends and, and they were saying, we need to make some new wave stuff. And then, and then his other friend was like, yeah, we should do that quick. And then, and then the other friend was like, you know what I've never heard? Good on hold music. And then bam, 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 bam. This I band was born. Clarify that all these voices that Emily's doing are very accurate because they were just Craig doing different voices. <laughs> Not to introduce the notion that Craig is schizophrenic, but if anyone is seeing- yeah. But he's senile. Yeah. At least. Yeah. So I wouldn't put it past him to start his own band of just himself. Also, there's a factor of how absolutely elderly Craig is. Yeah, and I was gonna his, say, modern technology is yeah. not close to his forte. Can't and, start a Zoom. I don't think he can play a, a virtual bass, but <laughs> we can dream. Yeah, he definitely has a lack of understanding when it comes to uh, anything past uh, the 1930s. So, <laughs> and that's a stretch. Oh, that's a stretch. Even that, like, oh, I don't know. Before we invite Craig on, I'm just going to repeat the question one more time to remind our audience as well as ourselves uh, what it was. So when Craig was in a band that made on hold music, what did they call themselves? Um, I'm going to invite Craig on real quick. And we will be back to talk to Craig for a little bit and then reveal our answers. And with our discussion concluded, we'd like to welcome to the stage the man with skin worse than rice paper soaked in an ocean of devil tears, Tom Selleck's less successful and far more disappointing older brother, Mr. Craig Kingston. Emily, you know how self-conscious I am about my eczema oh i don't know why you would bring my complexion into this why, why are you focusing on the skin we called you well tom is great i love tom is is now an appropriate time for me to express my pride in you too yeah of yeah. course, always, and me too, Craig. I'm here too. Yeah. Well, okay. this was about Three. last week. Shut it, Quinn. Okay. <laughs> my, my, no, like you guys, every week really deliver on the low bar. Like you do Thank a you. great job. I was concerned. 
there was yeah. a little bit of concern. Um, I thought you were stepping up your game when you started uh, speaking and interpreting Alpacan. Then, then you you brought you brought it back down again um, when you were talking about Tom Cruise's uh, Scientology. Well, it, here's the thing: most people at this point would have actually picked a real word like superiority or something like that. But no, <laughs> Emily, you went with superiorism. Yeah. Like, you, you just made up a whole word right yeah, there. Yeah, thank you. You also do a great job of keeping the bar low. I, I do. And here, sir, is why. After our little conversation about Ashley Brilliant, I did a bit of research myself. Though you were right about the fact that Ashley Brilliant is, in fact, a man. Again, still sorry about that, but not really. Uh, but uh, you, you referenced one of his quotes, my life has a superior cast, whatever, I don't remember the rest of it. Really, yes. you know, smart quote, uh, but I gotta tell you, did you put your research in? Because it was the first thing to come up <laughs> when you Google Ashley it Brilliant. Came, when, you, when you Google Ashley Brilliant, it comes up right under the name. <laughs> so I question the amount of research that you put into it. Yeah, this really makes yeah. me call into question your integrity. And before you speak on that, um, I'd like to bring up the fact that you did talk about, oh, he writes such great books. He says some great quits. I did not well, say he writes. When you said you were like, the way you talked about him with such passion. And I can only assume that you were talking about his book, Furry Logic. Colin, don't worry. I just assumed that that was the book you were talking about when you were praising him. I, ju I just said he's the British version of Jack Handy. That's all I said. Did you, you have no response to Furry Logic? I don't remember no, you I saying said, that. I think I did say it, but you cut it. So, oh, yeah. right, yeah. What I want to know is, yeah. Quinn, did you get a single word in during your interview oh, at all? Oh, my God. I got thousands of words in. Did you? More than, they, more than they could. The reason why Quinn isn't talking now is because you told me not to. This actually. is between you and Becca and I. My right to speak. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. This is between the producer and the content creators. I gotcha. You're the producer. You're the producer. What are you? I just gave myself producer status. Did you like that? No. Well, I mean, if I can make up words, then. I guess you can make up titles. Unless you start paying us, you don't get the credit of producer. Yeah. We're also looking into sponsorships. Not really, yeah. very loosely. But but we've gotten a few notifications that say we have offers. Sponsor. Yeah. But you need an LLC to get a sponsor. You need a corporation. And we don't know how that works. So we might just end up getting sued. In which case, you are the producer and we will be sending you the check. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's get into our answers. Becca, go ahead. I'm going to say the Craignadian Providence. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, my answer is hold up way. <laughs> wait, wait, I, I did not. Can you, that needs to be repeated. Okay. Um, my answer was hold up way. I think you're like the Craig Nation. Mm. Or the Craignators. Yeah. Like yeah. Okay. So here's it. I got it. I got it. You are looking for 
the name of the um, recently thawed disemboweled carcass of the mastodon that I lived in when I spent one crazy drunken summer weekend in Siberia. You got it. No. Nope. <laughs> that's that's it. not the word for word. Nope. No. Bye. Obviously, I was being sarcastic. Obviously, that's <sighs> not the real answer. Stupid. Stupid. Bad answer. Bad. Yeah. Didn't even. Obviously, I'm out of here. I don't want to see your face anymore. Bad. Not hard enough. <laughs> Sorry, folks, but it looks like Craig will not be getting that telegram after all. Instead, maybe he'll finally find his place in the telegram business. Well, yeah, and that way, no one needs to see his stupid idiot face. Works out better for everyone. Yeah. Uh, well, we'd like to thank our guests today, Quinn and Seamus, for speaking. And then next week, we'll be charging Steve from Blue's Clues with mail fraud, with Elmo as a possible co-conspirator, because in America, we don't tolerate the mail song. Well, this has been The Low Bar with Becca and Emily. Hope we set the bar low and we'll be back next week to further derail your expectations. Mm -hmm.